I can't tell you how many times. Okay, so this new camera, when you press record, it shows a little red light. Okay. I can't tell you. Like it happened to me on maybe my first wedding that I did, where I pressed. It was uh, the father of the bride did a speech. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, what a great speech. And then I pressed record to stop it. And then it turned on. Like it just started recording. And I was like, fuck, I missed the whole thing. <laughs> and if without the light or because, you know, now when it, when I see it from behind, the whole thing turns red. And so I'm able to see, like, you can't not see now. Okay. Helps big time. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is Knives and Claire. Claire, how you doing? Good, good. Busy. Ha- happy to hear that. Yeah, very busy. This is week one of 2021. And it's already unprecedented. I don't want to get into the politics and the media stuff. And I'll be honest, I got off Twitter months ago, like, I think in September. Oh, yeah. And how good that has been on my mental health is insane. People go on drugs so they can feel marginally better. I feel 40% better. Like I'm not being constantly bombarded with information that I don't care about, about people that I don't care about and who either don't know that I exist or don't care about me. So it's just been a a big weight lifted. And so needless to say, like I I wouldn't have, unless I went to twitter.com, I wouldn't have known what was going on yesterday. So Um, which was just madness. But other than that, how has 2021 been for you so Um, far? It's been different. Um, Decided that I'm going to stay busy. So I'm going to keep doing art, I think. Um, So I started doing a couple of days ago since the last time we talked, just had this podcast. Um, I put it out there that I want, I, well, I felt like I put it out there for myself, but I, I said it out loud, you know, I wish I could paint like this. And I was like, now I felt like an obligation to do it since I set, since I said it. And so I started painting every day. I signed up for a Patreon, which has a couple of tutorials. And so I started doing that. And so I've been trying to keep focused on that. Um, you signed up, you're a patron. No, I, yes. You signed up to pay for somebody's patreon yes wow i have never done that no it's super helpful if you want i mean i would suggest like if you find somebody that stuff you like and they have a patreon sign up for it there's so much like useful information there's i mean well at least this person's patreon she's got tutorials videos and like i really love her artwork so what's her name her name is ellie smallwood um and if you look at her instagram i think that's her instagram handle if you look at her instagram that is You'll see like the similarities in the paintings that I'm doing and that I started doing and her stuff. And she's kind of like, that's kind of the level that I aspire to be. But she's been doing art full time for a decade now, I think. Um, Pretty tough. I'll say that. I guess it's tough for everybody. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Something that I've tapped into this year that I'm trying really, really hard to protect. It's like. There's a few things in my life where I have habitualized and turned into rituals, certain things that mean a lot to me. Playing with my kids, quality time with you, which Mm -hmm. means stopping what I'm doing and and being with you guys, being engaged is very important to me. For about 10, 12 years now, I will take one hour out of my day and walk outside and just breathe, get my heart pumping, and I start going through all my thoughts and it's, it's my form of meditation. That is time for me that I have protected. The next thing that is on my list to guard with every fabric of my being is daily 
low effort content, mm-hmm. uh, whether if it's on uh, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, TikTok. I want to continue to protect that, and I've already seen results. It's like going to the gym ten days in a row. This is, I believe, the the tenth day in a row of trying to stay consistent. Yeah, and I'm going to protect that and. Who knows where that can go? You you never know what happens if you don't stop, but you know what happens if you do stop. Yeah. So for me, it you know, it's just keep going. Just keep going is gonna be my motto for this year. Right. And I think I think what's important is the low effort part. Cause I think sometimes as creators we want to bang out like an amazing piece every time. And you know, they all can't be winners, right? But I think even if it's low effort, even if it's just a little bit, just a line, just a sketch a day, I think that should be enough. I think that should be enough. Um, and I think people know their limits. I think they know that how much, what's low effort, what isn't. Like I could be doing like a drawing, a typical drawing takes me like eight hours, something I unrealistically, I can't, I mean, I can't, plan that right now so if I do like these not so great paintings for an hour a day I think that still like feeds that creativity but I'm also getting better at it there's a lot of benefits to it you know as opposed to scheduling eight hours on a Saturday that takes time away from a lot of things and what happens if life gets in the way and you can't commit to that Saturday well then you feel bad you start beating yourself up and then two Saturdays in a a row go by and you're like ugh. I'm just going to have to shelf this whole idea. And then six months go by. And then you say, why did I stop? Happened. What happened? Yeah. That to me frightens me. I don't know why I woke up because I had a very strange dream last night. Very strange dream. Um, and I woke up and, and I wrote it down in my notebook. And I said, what if basically regret motivates me? Like, I don't want to regret oh. this thing. So I'm going to do it. If if I don't care about it enough to regret not doing it, I don't I don't care about it. And I for you know 2020 during the pandemic, I was just quiet for nine months. Like I just got off the grid essentially for nine months, and I don't regret that. But I would regret if I let nine months of this year pass me pass me by. Like I I put in the time mm. of listening, of getting off the grid, of of just getting away from my, my own creativity in a way too, because there was more important things, you know, with our kids going to school with what was going on in the world, the social unrest, everything right. I needed to give that attention. I needed to listen. And I did that. And so I hate it when someone messages me, even if they love me and they're close and they say, oh, dude, are you done? Are you okay? Why'd you stop making podcasts? Are you, did, is, are you done <laughs> making podcasts? And it's like, no, it's not that. You just have to trust that sometimes you need to go away to come back. That's mm-hmm. part of it too. And so for anybody for anybody listening, you know, there's no shame in 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 walking away from what you love and your passion just to recharge your batteries, to go in a little cocoon and then emerge and come out transformed. I know that sounds super flowery, but that's that's but that's been part of the process. Oh, which reminds me, speaking of part of the process, we got a question from our last podcast, and I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, answer it, but also repeat it verbatim. So a friend of the show who's also been on Knives on Earl versus the podcast before, uh, one of my heroes, a prolific guitarist himself, Adam Guillen asks, 
I love when you guys are on video together. It's always great. He's like, here's my question. Do you feel it's easier to understand each other's time, patience, and emotion that goes into the process of creating being two creatives yourselves? So is it easier to understand the time required, the patience, and the emotion that goes into the process of creating since we're both ourselves creatives? I'll let you tackle that one first. Okay. Um, so yeah, so being a creative already definitely helped because I think you have a very um speak free there's um, no egos here you have a very like I don't know what the word is so let me go back a little bit so so first of all our processes are different right the way I do things and the way you do things and by being and by that I mean like our mentality when we're in the zone our physical space the surroundings the time very different processes um so we don't work in the same room but I think over the years I've learned that I've learned your process and I've had to like respect it. So in the beginning, when we got together, I think you were 2014, you were writing, I'm going to pull the knives here and go like 2013 in the, in the past 2013. You're yeah. writing the seven hands of God. Oh, that was 2014. Yeah. 2014. And your writing process, you become very manic. Like maybe Dave can agree with this. If he ever sees this, right. Um, you become manic, you become very uh, intense. It's like, you know, walking on eggshells around you, right? And it's not, and you just, I just, I felt like I had to just take it, whatever <laughs> you, whatever you threw at me. And it was sort of like, what, and by that I mean, like, you know, if you were writing for a couple of hours, you had to be left alone to write and that's fine, right? Go do your thing. Um, but through all that whole time until you were done, you were very intense, and manic and you were just like over the top like loud and crazy and I couldn't really tell you anything without you just blowing up at me and I kind of just had to take it right because that's what I do and that was just I knew that it wasn't forever and it was part of the writing and you know in the beginning when you were writing and we we're still talking before Fiona um you wrote it before Fiona right so now you're thinking about the when I wrote Marosa. Okay, that one. In okay, three weeks. that one. Yeah. That one you did. We weren't like living together or anything, I don't think. Mm -mm. Um and so we were together, but you would just like disappear for the day. You know, and at the beginning of the re relationship it's like is he ghosting me? Like what's his deal? Is he talking to somebody else? Mm -hmm. You know, and then you came back with a script and I was like, "Okay, so here's proof that he wasn't like with somebody else he was in his room by himself right or whatever um and so that kind of like took a while for me to get used to as far as how you write and that you need to be gone for a while and then you you know and then you filmed seven hands of god and that was interesting to see um and so i knew you know then i started those years i started learning how you work mm -hmm. and what you need um and I wanted to add to like, you know, I, th I feel like you've found your space here. Here at the house? Yes. Keep going, please. Um, I feel like you've found your space and you've really like made it your, your own. Because mm -hmm. um, back in the day, we were living in a two bedroom apartment. What year? Two bedroom, the, the Donna one? So we lived in Donna for two years, maybe. Mm hmm. Two years, lived in a two-bedroom apartment, so we shared a room with Fiona, and Aiden had his own room. Fiona Very slept in our bed till she was 
four or five? No. Mm-hmm. At the apartment in Donna, in we're busy. At the apartment in Donna, um, she was sleeping on our bed. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, in, in Austin, she was sleeping on our bed. Yeah, yeah. So we had the apartment in in Donna, and we shared a room with Fiona, and that was difficult. We didn't have to go back to like the question. There was no place for us to work. Yeah, no you space. Know? You no need sp space. Physical. So I want to say physical space is super important, no matter what. If you're writing, if you're, uh, if you're maybe if you're an actor, if you're a filmmaker, um, if you're creating content in any way, I think it's super important. Um, Could you imagine playing the saxophone or playing the drums or needing to be like Adam Moya and scream really, really loud to <laughs> like the space that you need, the the privacy? Like it's yeah. it's a lot to ask, and you kind of have to you have to have that space. It's it's hard. No, yeah, and so in that. That situation was difficult. Then we moved to Austin and it was still another difficult two years because I started I started drawing a little bit, but I have I had to like move everything into the on the dining room table, remove everything, and then make sure I had that like hour to to draw, but I needed I needed it to be uninterrupted and that just wasn't possible. And then you didn't have any space to work either. I mean, we were bro both working at our job. So we weren't working from home. Um, so we'd go to our jobs every day, but you still didn't have that. I remember you saying like being so frustrated because you would work on the bed, but mm -hmm. like, that's just not, I mean, you can't do that forever. Yeah. The, the amount of hemorrhoids I got from trying to edit <laughs> on my bed, first world problem, but there was no space to do anything. Like we, we couldn't do this. Right. We tried it maybe once, but it was hard, you know. But yeah, um, we do have some like a video or two. Yeah, but, it's out there. But then it's like we had to record it like eleven, ten p.m. Everyone's asleep. I know all that. It's hard. So that was difficult. And uh, you know what? If I could, and I'm sorry for interrupting, but this is something I've I've said to a few friends and family, but I've never really put it out there before. When I decided to have kids, and I made a conscious effort to start a family with you, I knew that I was not. I rather cut my fucking arm off. I was not going to sacrifice my dream. Mm -hmm. That sounds so grandiose and so delusional and nuts. And it kind of is. Right. But I wasn't going to sacrifice my passion. Me as a filmmaker, that world, no matter how difficult it was going to be, I wasn't going to give it up. I mean, I just, I just wasn't going to be the dad that sacrificed his dream to have kids and then be a broken husk of a human being this shadow of my former self of like, Oh, you know, this Al Bundy, you know, I would have, could have, should have kind of thing. It wasn't going to yeah. be that. And I think we've done more as creatives joining forces and starting a family amidst all those, all that conflict and all that, uh, I'll call it resistance. Yeah. We've been more creative with that resistance than, than having the freedom to, to fuck off, you know, with that mm -hmm. time. So I just want to say maybe to inspire or to give somebody hope, who, first of all, if you even think, if you should, if you're even contemplating, should I have kids? You probably shouldn't have kids, and that's okay, and that's cool. Like, enjoy yourself, spoil yourself, get a dog. <laughs> but if you do have kids and you think, man, I don't have the time, you you can if you're committed, and it it might be more spread out. You won't be able to have the luxury of spending six right. hours alone to to paint. You might not be able to have the luxury or time and space to be able to do this with your spouse in the living room or where where what have you. But if you, you know, if you try your best and you stay the course and if you keep that, if you protect that flame, you know, hopefully you can position yourself in a, in a, in a, 
uh, with an opportunity or something to be able to to maximize your space, uh, even if it's small and little. You know, one TikTok that I saw was, it's not about the setup, it's about the shot. If you saw the mess mm -hmm. that was behind this camera, <laughs> you guys would say, this is fucking insane, right? But the shot is composed and all that. And so, you know, it it took a lot for us to get here. I didn't want to interrupt. Mm -hmm. And I and you can pick up right where you left off, you know, um, our first apartment, we barely did anything, but guess what? We made a movie that Aiden starred in, that our son starred in. In the, in the apartment. In the like apartment. We, I... I didn't have obviously no we didn't have money right like for a movie so that movie didn't cost me we were anything. on food stamps true we were on food stamps and that money that that movie didn't cost me anything because i used everything that was around me you were I in used, it i was in it um i used my friend david who i used his classroom he was a teacher at the time um i used our bedroom his bedroom his clothes so my old drawings rj like, of course yeah, Coltisor alumni. So you know, just using the, the the resource the resources that we had, we were resourceful. Right. Yeah, and so that really, I didn't. I maybe maybe bought a shirt or something for Aiden. That was pretty much it. Um, yeah, very difficult to. This is like 2015, just for the 2015. listeners. 2015. Yeah. You might not be interested back. in this, but it has been a. It has been a very long ride. It's been a long ride. It has been a process. I mean sometimes it's three steps back, one step forward, you know, it's just what it is. But I think part of the reason why I personally, to answer Gian's question shortly, sweetly, uh, part of the reason why I, I knew that you were the one and I was able to nut in you and make a baby and start a family and, and, and inherit all the stress, work, effort, labor, anxieties, and the joy that comes with that I knew, well, you're an artist, you're a writer, mm -hmm. that's not going anywhere. I mean, I'd go in your room, your former room at your mom's house at the time, and I would say, this is in her. I saw it in Aiden. I was like, this is in him. Yeah, We can be this together. And, and I feel like together, we are like an undefeatable tag team. Like, I, I really do feel that way. And I think that's part of the magic sauce, if we have any, is definitely that. You know, I try, I try. To give you a heads up to say, hey, I'm in writing mode right now. So, yes. So, I, and good luck with that. But also, I try to reciprocate that. And if you need time to do whatever, sculpt, paint, leave, go shop for some fabric or materials or whatever it is, mm -hmm. I never look at the money that you spend personally. And I, <laughs> and I never question the time that you need. It's, it's getting easier because our youngest is getting older. Yes. And she can appreciate. I heard her the other day while you were painting. Uh -huh. say i'm sorry to bother you mommy but mm -hmm. i'm sorry to bother you like that's just so <laughs> considerate you know but she knows that too so it's a it's a family business yeah no and i think over the years i've we've just i had to like i did have to at the beginning it was really hard but over the years it just got easier and that oh i know he needs a space and you do go and there were times where you'd go off a lot or even like to do weddings Mm -hmm. it's still work i mean so it's all work to me it's all work right and i and then on a like a relationship level i know where you're at so i don't really have you know i trust you um there is a lot of trust there's a lot of trust yeah that i have to ask because i trust you you've never let me down but i definitely you know i have to say that i have 
tested her patience and I've tested her <laughs> trust. Like she really just has to trust me. Yeah. Because I meet with all kinds of crazy people. Yeah. And there's times where you like go meet with an actor. You're like, I got to go meet with an actress. And I'm like, it goes okay. nowhere 90% of the time. But it's also, you know, I've been with women who are like, delete every girl that is on your phone. Right. That that kind of just no and and <laughs> ridiculousness that I knew right off the bat that you just weren't that type of person. There was a, a time where we worked at Teletech, and I think you were. There was this short period where you were working with Junior, Aiden's dad, oh, at the same right. time in the Valley. Yeah. When before he left to Chicago, and I remember him texting me like, "Hey, Knives is talking to another girl or whatever," and I and I was like, Wait, "Is this the first time hearing this?" <laughs> no, I think he, I've told you this before, and I was like. I was like, she's not special. He always talks. He talks to everybody. <laughs> I was like, what's the big deal? He talks to everybody. He'll go and like meet an actress like at her house or go meet so-and-so for coffee. And, you know, I, you know, the first time you're kind of like, OK, you're going to meet somebody, you know, what's going to happen. But then after like the hundredth time, I'm just like, OK, go. I'll see you later. Whatever. And after the 500th time, I mean, dude, the only thing that you have to worry about in terms of competing with my affection is the love that I have for an idea. That's it. Okay. Like it's never going to be another person, you know, like, and I like if a movie, an entire feature film hits me, Ugh. man, <laughs> that's like, what I'm competing I am with. Really. Gone. Like dude, everybody yes. around, like the kids are going to have to fight for playtime or whatever it is that they want for me. Like it's, I just become a slave to the idea. Yeah, but but, we, but those are rare. I'll say those are pretty rare. We've gotten pretty good at like you know asking each other what also, are you doing today. Also, Can we Aiden's plan dad, it? what a little shit <laughs> trying to start shit. Fuck out of here. A long time ago, I just found it funny. Here. I was just like, well, what's funny is to everybody. What's the big deal? What's funny is you know <laughs> we talked about 2015 how we we made that movie yeah in the, in the old apartment in Donna when we were on welfare and all that stuff. The movie I made, um. Sonobia's in it. I was probably talking to Sonobia and I met her in Teletech and she acted yeah. in one of my movies. Like, you know, I'm always drawing from what I have, you know. Um, there's another girl, Leslie, who acted in our 24 hour film festival. Oh, yeah. And then you, you did that for like 24, you had to fuck off for like 24 hours. So that was kind of like. Yeah, okay. it was an all nighter. And that was a um, Teletech alumni too. And uh, Caroline, who um, was somebody I met at Yerberia Cultura. So I'm going out there trying to, you know, catch fish essentially but it's never like a, a predatory kind of way it's always like you know how can i how can i tell stories right and i feel like i know that's always where your mind is at that you know uh, those memes where like the guys on the bed and the wife's like i wonder what he's thinking about <laughs> yes. and he's thinking about is optimus prime like the you know what whatever dumb nerdy shit it's always like it's always cinema it's always cinema compositions shots like new things i haven't seen before or something David Lynch did 20 years ago. Like it's right. it's always only going to be that. But so in summer 2016, I got the idea of we should just move to Austin because nothing was working out in the Valley. Like we had the same. We had the idea the same day, I think. At the same time. Because I remember I, I asked you, this is going to be crazy. You might not like this. You're going to say, fuck off. I had a feeling you it would have been another crazy manic idea. Uh-huh. Maybe we should just move to Austin and put this effort that we're putting in Donna, let's just move to another place that potentially has more upside, more opportunity, right. therefore more reward. And you said, you know, I thought you'd never ask or something like, okay, no shit. <laughs> it was something like, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then by the next day we were making plans, you know, like it, it was crazy. And so, um, 
Long story short, we moved to the apartment that we were at for what, maybe two, two years? Like two years, not two and a half years. Yeah. And we stayed there in Austin. There's I'll try to cut to the podcast if I have it somewhere of what something that we tried to do, something like this. Yeah. Um, it may have been like episode eight or nine on this show, or maybe five or six, where we were talking about uh, our DNA results. I remember. Okay. And uh, and then we moved into our first starter home. Yeah. In 2019. So I think part of that re- part of the reason is that obviously we need more space, but we also asked my mom to move in with us, so it's like adding another person on top of that and so five people two dogs yeah and it was a five four bedroom house nice little house so everybody had their bedroom and then you decided you wanted to work out of the garage which i thought he's gonna regret that i was reading old journals and i was seeing how summer in our in our austin apartment i was seeing how i was looking i was already building like strategies on how to rent an office do you remember that yes you were gonna do that i was trying to rent an office to basically do what i'm doing right now like i didn't have any space man i was going nuts and i will say you know in the pandemic everybody's working from home including us and it's hard to work from home and then relax at home i i like to go away and then that's where my brain is like my brain is on location and so it could go outside of my comfort zone which is here at the house so but now we we have space yeah and in so, the house to to be creative and i think that had a lot to do with our decision into into aspiring to buy a home yeah and so we ended up you know once the lease was done we bought a ho- we bought this house um and so five bedroom house that leaves one this room for you to work in, um, which has worked out a lot because you have a lot of stuff, and it's just a lot of stuff, you know. And it's a mess, and it's whatever. I close the door; I don't see it. Um, but to go back to like the question, it, you like to work with a lot of music and a lot of sound, a lot of noise, a lot of noise. I need and noise. You've got like three computers and screens and monitors and lights and all this stuff and so it's like it was never an option to like share a space right yeah i don't think we could do that but i don't think i could sit across from you and i'm just too noisy you would never be able to focus you would (laughs) never be able to focus and And i would have to be very inconsiderate of your space to to even be a part of that yeah so it was a good decision i felt like to get to have that extra room for you to work in we should make a a side-by-side of my view and the organization and the space and yours upstairs. And my, yeah. And so upstairs, I it, we have like the den or the game room, media room or whatever it's supposed to be. That's yeah. a craft room. And so I have, you know, in another video, once it's done, um, show everybody my workspace. So I have my desk there. It is open. So people are, my people, I mean, the kids and the dogs are in and out all the time, which is kind of annoying, but um, <laughs> it's fine. Um, I just put my like AirPods in and then everyone's quiet. But that's usually what I do. Like, you know, I've gone to the habit of telling everybody I'm going to go paint. So please don't bother me for an hour. Whatever you need, ask somebody else or you're going to have to wait. Um, and so then I go and I I have it like my desk set up and then right to the left of me, I have my painting set up. So it's just always ready to go. And I don't have to be, you know, taking anything out or whatever, um, which is which is what I wanted. And I think that's really important to have that, that physical space for you to do your thing. Yes. And to answer the question, 
<laughs> once and for all. I feel like we did. Right. And we uh, shined a lot of light on it. And if you're still with us, folks, thank you. Um, just to, to, to my, my, my last illumination would be we're able to sense e w what each other needs because we are, need those things ourselves. That's the monitor. It's fine. Oh, okay. um, we're, we're able to sense. We, we know what our needs are. And so we're able to sense the other person's needs. Where it gets tricky is you. the other person has to be very honest with you and tell you this is what I need. And the other person has to be respectful and considerate and yeah, and help them. So I'm lucky in that I wore you down, and <laughs> no, uh, and I'm just very lucky that that you've given me my space and I give you your space, and 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 that works. We also work at different times too. Like you work in the evening, but in the evening I'm out. Yeah, I don't fuck with that. Like you rarely see me doing anything in the evening, but in the morning, from five in the morning to like eleven are my optimal hours for me to yeah, get not, shit done. Not me. I it takes me a long time to wake up. Um, but also, you know, then I work and then I got to do my thing right after work. So it's just better for me that way. Because um, then I feel like I've gotten everything out, everything done, and then I can sit down and watch TV. That's um, what I usually do. But we, we uh, lately, since we finally found shows to sink our teeth into, yes. it's, be it's become a little treat yes. to sit down on the couch and watch Netflix. It's been a treat. And it's nice that, like you were saying, that you you like to go to work and then come home yeah. having it two different places I, I i feel like we both have that now like you know we're both in our spots and then we can meet at the couch later yes and that is the new nirvana well we're hitting our time here um this <laughs> was awesome if you have any questions for us um uh, feel free to leave them in the comments um you can text me as well if you're if we're tight like that um and something I wanted to say was feel free to support us, support the cause at IndieDarlings.net. Um, you can find us on social media. I'm at Knives Monroe and all the things. I'm at Claricia. So that's 10 letters. Take out your <laughs> pen and paper right now. It's C-L-A-R-R-I-S-S-I-A. Follow her at Claricia on all the things as well. <laughs> I'm on TikTok at Knives Monroe and I've been crushing it. So I've been wanting, I need to make this video as well, just for another time. But like people who aren't taking TikTok seriously are really going to get left behind. It's, it's YouTube all over again. It's so, mm -hmm. it's so exciting and so fascinating. So support the cause. If you like, you know, our merch, Claire has an Etsy shop, incredible, cool, artsy things are on there. Support local small businesses as well, which is another way of saying support your friends. And uh, I look forward to next week when we get to do this again. I, I, this was great. It was a free flow. It was awesome. And we're just scratching. We're just scratching the surface. So thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you guys next time.